Hello and welcome to my B2B podcast. I'm your host, Troy Hooper, and I own and operate a farmer's insurance agency here in Caldwell, Idaho. I created this podcast to spotlight business owners and leaders to share their story and tell us about their business, the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how of it all. And if you're listening and are a business leader, my hope is that you will gain some great nuggets of knowledge from our guest that will help grow your business to the next level. And so with that, let's get into the interview. Hello and welcome to this edition of B2B Growth. It's your business. I'm Troy Hooper. And today I have the opportunity to talk to Pat Harding with Modern Woodman. Pat, it's great to have you on the show today. Great to be here, Troy. So let's just start off. Where are you from and how did you get to where you are? Sort of the big, big question there. That, that's a very big question. Um, my family moved out here uh, to Idaho from Virginia Beach, Virginia in 1979. I'm an army brat, so we traveled all over the, the country and actually uh, over into the Far East. Um, and I, I got into this uh, kind of by, by chance. I'd been working in the nonprofit world for 23 years. So that's what well, that's got a big me. jump. It was a very big jump. Uh, one of the the previous director here actually had talked to me about doing this, and I just thought he was crazy. Um, that there is no way on God's green earth I could do that. Um, but it's turned out to be a very good career for me. So talk a little bit about Modern Woodman. What what are they? Explain like what a fraternal organization is. Okay. Uh, Modern Woodman of America is a fraternal financial service organization. And by fraternal, what I mean is we don't have any stockholders. We're actually owned by the members and the members are the ones who share in the gains of the organization. When you when you think about what we do, if you think about how most people are concerned about saving for retirement and still providing for the needs of their family, right. we put together the plans that do that. So we work with everything from life insurance, college education planning. We work with retirement planning. And then on the backside, the distribution uh, making sure that money lasts as long as you do. We work with estates. We work with businesses on their uh, continuation plans as well as their employee benefits. And then we have some folks who just want to do some investing. Okay. So what was your first year like at Modern Woodman? Oh, it was entertaining. Um, it, uh, when when I first started um, the the previous director had told me, he said, Pat, give your heart and soul to Jesus because the rest is mine. <laughs> he didn't say it quite like that, but that was the message. Um, it was a real challenge going from something where I would go into an office, I would do my work, I would put in my time, and regardless of results, I would get paid. Um, and so it was very different realizing that I was the response. I was the one responsible for my own paycheck. I was the one responsible for coordinating my schedule and making sure that I was doing the things that was going to take me closer to my goal rather than further away from it. So if you look at yourself as, as an entrepreneur, small business owner, however you want to do it, going from a nonprofit where you got paid every week or every month or however, to now you have to produce everything yourself. And then again, how many years have you been with them? I've been, I'm in my 18th year. 18th year. So, you know, the first couple of years, what, what was your challenge? Um, 
the challenge was was getting used to the consistency of what had to be had to be done. The the things that a new agent has to do are things 18 years in that I still do. Um, and it was realizing that I had to get up every morning. I had to literally go to work and do the right behaviors. I had to plan out my days. I had to go meet people. I had to um, set appointments and realizing that, you know, I needed to be in an appointment or setting one uh, was extremely important. And, right. and getting having a reason to get in front of people was the challenge. Right. So you, you and I have, have talked about this before because you, you still are to much degree a pen and paper person. You write your whole schedule out, everything that you do like that. But um, just just for the listeners, how, how funny I remember this being. Tell the story about when you had to sit down with the IRS and explain to them what your day looked like. In, in our line of work, it's generally not a question of if you're going to be audited, it's when you're going to be audited. Right. Um, they have a formula that they use before they even look at your, your tax status that uh, takes what your income is, uh, what your, uh, your net taxable income is, and then uh, allows for living expenses and all that. And uh, in my case, they said, you know, you have no money to eat. You have no money to do anything. And uh, I go into the audit with my, my, my accountant and they said, you know, we don't understand this. And, and I said, well, that's because I really don't have a life outside of work right now. Um, <laughs> just being, just getting started. And they said, well, come on. And I, we do our today's plans, which is literally what you're going to trade the day for, because whether you write it out or not, whether you do anything during the day or not, you're going to trade it for something. Right. And it's going to be something that takes you closer to or further away from your goals. And I pulled out my today's plans for the past year and he started looking through them and he's like, wow, you have no life. And, and I said, well, yes and no. I said, it's my work. That's what I'm working towards. And, and that's what my trade was for. And, and the audit came out squeaky clean. Right. Um, but it was one that if I had not written it down, I could have had some issues. Right. That's funny. So your title is a, is a district or regional director? I'm a regional director. So how, how many people are underneath you? How many people, how is, how is the region set up? I guess you should say well, from a from a corporate standpoint, um, we have uh, approximately 47 regions across the country. Our region here in, in uh, this area goes from this side of Pocatello, goes to the West Coast, covers the entire state of Oregon and three counties in Southwest Washington. We've got agents spread out um, primarily here in the local area, but we've got uh, a couple over in the Twin Falls area. We've got two over on the coast right now in the Salem and West Lynn area. Um, and the, uh, the constant challenge is growing those, those numbers of agents to serve a very large geographical area. Wow. Okay. So, and then how do you recruit uh, your, are they, they're called agents, right? They're, yeah. They're financial representatives financial is their title. Um, recruiting happens in a variety of ways. Um, we do uh, direct work with Indeed and, and LinkedIn. Um, we've got a whole system set up where uh, 
one of my admins actually goes through and, and works that to bring potential recruits to me. Um, recruits come from a variety of sources. One of the most prominent sources is agent referrals. Other agents who are working with, with people, they know what they do and they see people that they know that they would like to work with. Okay. Um, we have also what are called nominators who are people that really care about our business. They, they, they want to see us grow and they want to help other people and they often refer people to us um, to have conversations with. There are some people that I meet that it's just through a personal observation. I may may see a, a, a waiter or waitress who they just strike me as someone who is very talented and I, I would like a chance to talk to them. Um, so those are other ways. Some are, are clients of ours, people that are actually members of Modern Woodman that we're working with and, and yeah. they know what they want in an advisor and and they're very um, willing to refer people that they believe could do what we do. Right. Um, so we use a variety of sources in that process. How do you market? Uh, I mean, like, how do you how do you earn business from from people? The uh, one of the the most effective ways for us to earn our business is is word of mouth. Um, our referral based business is critical for our continued success. We don't spend a lot of money on large marketing um, plans nationwide. Uh, any of the marketing that happens happens in the local region and districts uh, and is designed for their particular market. Uh, our agents do uh, a great deal of, of networking. They are involved in a variety, variety of activities. You and I both serve on the Chamber of Commerce, right. on the Executive Committee. Um, we uh, do sponsorships in a variety of areas. A really great way for us to market ourselves is through our fraternal programs because those actually allow us to give back to our communities through matching fund, funds projects, through service projects to the, um, to the community. They allow us to give back to our members ranging from dinners to, um, we just had a pizza night over at Extreme Pizza here in Caldwell. Um, we have movie nights where we'll pay for our members to get into the movies um, and, and doing a lot of marketing that way. Our members, um, they continue to refer us out to other people that they know. And the reality is with our type of business, it's a, it's a life cycle business. It's not a, a one and done. Right. When you think of where you were at and the things that you went through um, when you were 18 and where you're at now, life's changed a great deal. And all of those different stages in life requires taking a look at where you're at from a financial standpoint. Right. So it's it's members when when you become part of Modern Woodman as uh, as your financial advisor, you are a member, and those member to member uh, things that you organize are what also help promote marketing for them as well. It is a great great marketing tool. I mean, if you look at what we do. Not only are we helping our members, but we're helping our members' communities. Um, and, and those fraternal programs are an amazing opportunity to set us apart from other organizations that do what we do. Right. That's cool. So talk about the culture of your, your business. What, what, do, what, have you, what do you do to produce a culture in your group? 
I think probably the the a couple things are really important for us. First and foremost, I have to have a clear idea of what kind of culture I want. Um, if if I don't, the culture will um, it'll occur, but it may not be what I want to see happen. Right. And and for for our culture, our agents know exactly what's expected of them. There's there's no surprises. They can ask. You know, I, I want to ask Pat a question. What do you think he'll say? And an agent that's been here any amount of time will be able to tell you. So it, there are no surprises in that. Um, we have a culture of learning. Uh, this is, you've got to be a professional student to be in this business. Yeah. Um, there are changes that happen on a regular basis and you have to stay abreast of what's going on. Um, from a, a cultural standpoint, we have to, from a leadership standpoint, we have to model what we're looking for from our agents. You know, we've got a lot of uh, folks that come into this that are, are younger who have never worked in a professional field and they need to see the behavior that we expect from them. It's not, we're up here in our ivory tower and we're going to tell you what to do, but we're going to do whatever. Um, you know, I expect our agents to be in business attire. I still come into work in business attire. Um, we expect our agents to communicate with their clients on a regular basis through their annual reviews and making sure that they're staying in touch with people when changes are occurring. And that's exactly what, what we do as, as right. leaders as well with our clientele. Right. So somebody, somebody wanting to get into your industry, um, what is the process for them to do that? Well, um, we have an onboarding process that, um, allows us to make sure that it's a good fit for them and a good fit for us. Um, it, it, it is not an easy career on the front side, but for those that, that want to do it and are successful at it, it's, it's a very rewarding career long-term. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we bring someone on, one of the first things we do is a career profile. It's going to take their personality and compare it against successful reps in our organization. Okay. It's not a generalized tool that will apply to any business they want to go into. It is very specific to modern woodmen. But something um, like a like a disc test, right? Or like a... it, very similar to it. The um, the reality is, um, I know people that are very successful in their career that that really did not do well on that test. And all that said was, you're not a good fit for for our company doing what we do. Um, assuming that someone has uh, it's a good fit, we start the conversation. And it is one that what we're looking to do is make sure that that from our standpoint, we have the ability to help that person be successful. If I don't believe I can help someone be successful in this business, I'm not going to hire them. It's just that's not good for them. It's not good for their family. It's not good for us. Um, our process is to bring them on at a pace that they feel good about and that they learn what they need to learn so that when they start, they can hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. um, part of our, our process for onboarding someone is uh, is book book knowledge for them. But a great deal of it is field training, where they're out with another agent. Usually it's a managing partner, and they're out in the field so that they can not only have learned how it's going to go, but they can see it in process. They can actually 
see how a, a person is going to respond and how they work with clients. And then following the appointments, it's actually they, they get to process it. Um, we work with them on prospecting, how to go out in the field and, and some of the basic things like how to meet people and, and how to approach people from a business standpoint. Um, it's, uh, it's one that, you know, there's, there's a lot of rejection in this field. You know, you know, from your business, you'll talk to people. A lot of people will say no, and it's a matter of how you take that and continue to move right. on. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, I wouldn't call it handholding, but there is an enormous amount of, of support for a new agent coming on to make sure that in those more challenging times, they know how to make it through it. I think that was the word that was coming through my head. You have a lot of support surrounding the new agent so that, that they can be successful. They'll have all the tools that they need to do that. So um, how has your role changed since when you started? Wow. Um, I, I the, the One of the really cool things about Modern Woodman is, like for me, I'm a regional director. I run this region. Everybody in the region in some way or form reports up to me. Um, Prior to doing being a regional director, I was a managing partner handling an area of the region. And prior to being a managing partner, I was a financial representative. I did and continue to do what a brand new agent does. Um, and so starting off, I had to learn the business itself and how to, um, how to run a practice, how to be successful as a financial representative. Right. Um, and, and as I've grown in the business, um, I went into the management um, arena and, and took on a managing partner role and did that for about five years. And then I've been a regional director, I believe, for somewhere around eight years. Um, and so when you get into the director's role, you get into... <clears throat> Um, more of the, it, it's still a recruiting role, but my role is to develop leaders within the, the region to become managing partners and develop the managing partners so that they could literally take my spot. Um, and so there's an enormous amount of development that happens there, but I still have my clients. I still go out and I work with members and their families, um, that you but it does involve a lot more from a, a, a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. So what give me like one of your biggest victory stories or or, or what's something how you did it my biggest victory stories yeah um you know there a lot of the victories that i have seen are are ones that have not come to fruition yet um helping a young family who, you know, that people believe life insurance is just so expensive because they think of insurance, they automatically go to health insurance and life insurance is not like that. Um, but helping a young family protect themselves so that if the primary breadwinner were to pass away, that family's going to be okay. I've handled more death claims than I can count. And every time we complete that circle, that's that's a victory because we fulfilled a promise that was made and it could have been made 50 years ago, but it's it's fulfilling that promise to that family. Um, I have, you know, people tend to think of, of death and it relates to people who are seniors and, and that's a normal part of the process. I've handled death claims for four-year-olds. Um, and, and that kind of thing is not supposed to happen. 
but because of what a modern Woodman agent did, that family financially will be okay. That's right. a major victory for us. Yeah, that's that's cool to hear it like that. Um, I want I want you to to touch really quick again on that statement that you made in the very beginning um, that trading off your day. What you, what is your trade off? Was that something somebody taught you, or is that something you came up on your own, or what? You know, to be honest, I don't remember where it came from, but you know, I and and maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I don't know, but you know, at the at the beginning of the day, you get a chance to make a difference during that day. At the end of the day, when you lay your head down on your pillow at night, and and you're gonna go, wow, I'm really tired. I'm not sure what I got done today, but I'm exhausted. Or you're gonna be able to say, I got these key things done. Um, if you're saying I'm exhausted, but I don't know what I got done, that's probably not the best trade. And, you know, here's the thing. I know when this morning I, I woke up, I opened my eyes, God blessed me and said, you got another day. Right. And God willing, I will have that same experience tomorrow. But, you know, you get one day at a time to make a difference in, in people's lives and be it your life, be it your family's life, be it our members' lives be it a friends, it doesn't matter. You got, you got that time to make the difference. So you get to decide what that trade's going to be. And, and there's, there are times I, you know, I know there are times I go, you know what, this is probably not going to take me closer to my goal, but I'm okay because I need to do this. Um, but overall it's what direction am I moving? And so you literally, you trade that time, you know, time is, is a constant, you know, there are, 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 365 days in a year, you cannot get more time. You can make better trades. Yep. That's, I wanted, I wanted to say that again, because there could be somebody watching who's going to say, you know, man, that really made a lot of, that made a lot of sense to me. And again, maybe I want to go this route. Maybe I'm going to contact Pat to find out what my journey is going to be in this, in this industry. What advice would you give to somebody who says, "I, I think, I want to head this direction. I think the biggest thing is to come in with an open mind. Um, I know when when I was recruited, it uh, it was one, you know, with my background, this was not on a long list of kind of sort of maybes. I I never saw myself doing this. Um, and as a matter of fact, my my graduate degree was in counseling. And the guy who recruited me, uh, I had I had told him, I said, you know, what you're having trouble with your money. How's that make you feel? And he kind of smiled, looked at me, and he said, Pat, here's the deal. I can't put into you what God left out, but if you're willing, I can teach you the rest. That's... And originally I thought, well, that's that's nice. I looked down at my shoes because I wondered. Um, and the reality now is it's probably the truest statement there is. Because to do a, a, a career that's entrepreneurial in nature, you've got to have a certain kind of personality. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's financial services or, or any other type of, of business where you're the one that's responsible. Um, it takes a certain personality. Skills can be taught. Personalities cannot. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there was an expression he used with me and he said, Pat, I can't put into you what God left out, but if you're willing, I can teach you the rest. And the big part is if you're willing. Um, and so looking at that, it, that's where there's a huge difference bringing people on is, is making sure that 
that they uh, they have that right personality. Yeah. When we bring someone on, if someone calls me and says, I'd like to talk to you about that, they've got to have that mindset that, okay, this is not something I may have considered in the past, but I want to hear about it. I want to hear how this could work in my situation. Um, there's got to be a willingness to put forth some effort. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drag someone in. I'm not yeah. going to want it more than they want it. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff to hear. Um, so talk about your products real quick. Um, you've, I mean, everything from annuities to investing to life insurance, what, what are all your products that you do? Well, our, our, from modern Woodman standpoint, our base portfolio is life insurance. Um, it, it's when it comes to life insurance, it's not a question if you're going to die, it's a question of when. Right. And, you know, for a lot of people, they think, well, you know, I'm, I'm young. You know, I remember when I was immortal, <laughs> I remember in my, in my, my teens and twenties, it's like, I'm not going to die. Right. Um, the reality is you get out on the interstate and you got a 50, 50 shot, um, because there's some crazy people out there. And like I said, I've handled death claims for very young children. So the base of any portfolio is life insurance. It's it's making sure that that your family is protected. You know, for for young men and women who have children, oh my gosh, you know, you've made a commitment to you know to raise that child, and you die, and you're one of the the primary caregivers, and you're one of the primary breadwinners. Um, life insurance is what's going to provide that economic salvation for that family. Yeah. Um, and so we have uh, a number of different life insurance products. Um, we have uh, a number of retirement products ranging from we have um, fixed and variable annuities. Uh, we have we handle a whole host of mutual funds um, that are, are ones that are very common. You, you see their commercials on TV. There, there are some 16,000 mutual funds. Um, we can get into uh, a whole host of, of products that range from uh, disability, long-term care insurance, um, health insurance, group health. Um, so different agents have different focuses on, on what they're going to be working with, but we have access to those products as well. Um, we work with um, individuals and families and businesses, and then, then at times we're working with accountants and, and attorneys in the estate planning process to make mm -hmm. sure that all the bases are covered as well. Right on. Okay, Pat, thank you for uh, just showing up today and, and just giving us all this insight, great advice that you've given us as well. I, pre I appreciate you coming on the show today. Right, I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been B2B Growth. It's your business. My name is Troy Hooper, and we'll see you on the next show.